Welcome back to the Encounter Mercy podcast. I'm Father Andrew Boyd, as always, and today we are missing a few of our normal guys, but I'm glad to have Jesse Spinogel here with me. And so uh, it's good to have you here, Jesse, at this beginning moments of our Lenten journey. We're just about two weeks into it. And so lots has, you know, a lot of opportunities have come by. And so uh, just want to hear a little bit about how are you doing with your Lenten journey and what's going on? Doing very good. Father Andy, good to hear from you. Um, glad to be here today with everyone. Uh, you know, the the Lenten journey is cool because uh, it's going well so far. <laughs> so I will say that my wife and I, we've been listening to uh, the Bible in the Year podcast. That's nice. Really good. We really like uh, uh, Father Mike Schmidt. He he presents it in like a relatable um, way. I just, I like his authenticity. So we've been doing that. I've been um, just trying to like stop doing so many numbing things. So like when I go to yeah. the gym, instead of wa- listening to like a, instead of watching like a, a movie or something like that, I'll listen to a podcast or just do catch up on my prayers. And, and then I've been taking like five minutes a day, just at the beginning of the day and just sitting in silence. And uh, that's been, that's been kind of good. So, so far, so good. Uh, and uh, so it's, 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 I really, this led has really struck a, a key with me. I, I've been enjoying doing that podcast with my wife. So just sharing our spirituality, usually in years past, it's been about like, me you know yeah my so sharing that with her this year has been good how about you how, how, how are you doing pretty good um this year i uh kind of decided that um i do a lot with you know being on screens and devices late at night and it's just mm-hmm. kind of i've gotten into that bad habit of either flipping through social media all night or watching youtube videos until all hours of the night um <laughs> And not ones that are like, they're not bad, but they're not spiritual either. So if I'm looking for something just to entertain myself for a little bit, I'll find something, I don't know, spiritual sometimes, or most of the time now I'm just trying to force myself to turn off devices, um, Mm. to go to sleep so I can actually be uh, awake and useful. And then my prayer life starts to actually show up that it's it's doing better than it should uh, have been in the past. And, you know, those kinds of little things that I should have been doing a long time ago, not that I was doing anything bad, but just really focusing on the small aspects of the day-to-day life um, that sometimes go amiss when you're trying to do those big, really spiritual Lenten journey things where, uh, I don't know, like someone I know tried to say three rosaries a day and they've already given up. You know, it's like just the little things, trying to really focus every little act on trying to grow and be with our Lord. No, that's true. I mean, it's, and that's what, you know, that's for me, that's the numbing versus the rest. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we go to bed, we watch those guys like make a swimming pool in the middle yeah. of the Amazon. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> great. That's, what good is that? <laughs> right. Right. Like they're great videos. They're great yes. entertainment, but it's like, what? it's three in the morning. Why am I still watching this? I have to be up in a few minutes, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So definitely, definitely something more fruitful, and that's that's kind of the the, the purpose compared to. I, I just I don't want to numb because yeah. I, I realize my body needs rest, but I, I'm not giving it the proper rest. So yeah, I, I think if I'm more energetic, you're right. The prayer life's better, and uh, we can shut off the uh, Amazon videos of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so true, you know, and speaking of really trying to shut off those um, things that kind of numb us is there's these a lot of these 
places in our lives that I think that we don't always pay attention to um, mm. that start to really creep in and maybe we don't even realize it. Um, and it ends up becoming something of like a disease. Um, mm. And if anybody's really trying to guess where I'm going, it's that I'm trying to do a really bad job of segueing into our topic for today. Um, the Sunday before Ash Wednesday, the gospel passage was about the leper, the leper that came to Jesus from uh, the gospel of Mark. And it's a leper came to Jesus and kneeling down before him, begged him and said, if you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it be made clean. Um, and that that kind of talking about leprosy, I think is something that, I don't know, maybe a topic that we know about, especially for cradle Catholics. I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like that's, when we talk to our youth, we kind of tell them about how nasty um, leprosy is. You know, your skin's going to rot off. You're going to start losing limbs. It's going to eat away at you. And, um, or if you've ever seen Jesus Christ Superstar, which I just happened to have to be in because of Father Mike Martinez at prep when I was a senior, um, you know, there's, that, there's a few scenes in there when the lepers are coming out. They're these creepy, dirty um, people that you just don't want around. And we hear about um, the lepers in Leviticus and other areas of the Old Testament and specifically there about how um, like they have to go around and cry out, unclean, unclean. Um, and I think we often look at these lepers as just having a, a physical sickness, but I think it goes a little bit further from that and goes into almost like a, a spiritual sickness. Mm. You know, so when we're when we're thinking about um, le spiritual leprosy, uh, often thinking about like, you know, any of the major sins. And what I'm really thinking about is anger, because I think that there are a lot of people in our world that are really angry, just like really, really angry. And maybe they don't even know why they're angry, but they're just angry. And this anger starts to creep into their lives in ways that they would never have expected. And just like leprosy, this anger can take hold of their uh, soul. And and when we have this anger that takes hold of our soul, it like starts to kill it and make it rot away. And uh, I just, I've, I, I think about this often about how um, this leprosy that we talk about in uh, a very physical manner, and, and I mean, rightfully so, leprosy came into the history of the Jewish people, and it was a medical emergency. They had to do something about it, and so, I mean, with it being so, um, you know, so very much, uh, like, it, it spread so quickly, right? It spread so quickly, and people, uh, just being in the vicinity of someone could easily catch uh, leprosy, you know, thinking about it in a spiritual manner too, like it, it just, uh, the anger, it, it can move into hatred and um, just name calling and being nasty to people and how quickly that anger and hatred can spread in a community and kill a community, just like real leprosy. That's interesting. I, um, you know, we heard those readings during mass. And so that I was like, okay, that comes up every year. And then my wife are listening to that podcast with Father Mike Smith, and he he addressed it. And then 
um, we're, we're watching The Chosen. We watch The Chosen as a family. I don't know if you have you have you watched The Chosen yet, Father Andy? I haven't watched it, but I've heard about it. Um, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, it's such a good series. It's um, it's it's a Protestant who makes it, and he he has a rabbi and a priest he consults with. There's this scene, and so all this like leprosy is around me right now. <laughs> so we're watching this scene, and the leper in the beginning of the episode, he goes. This guy walks into a store, and he's gonna sell like these really good tools. And the shop keeps like, "Why are you selling these tools? These are really good tools." And the guy's like, "I just need some money." But he's like, "Did you steal these?" He's like, "No." And so he he pulls the cloth from his hand, and the shopkeep sees that he. He has, you know, this terrible skin disease and he cries out. He's like, get out of here. You're unclean. And the guy's like crying. He's like, I just wanted to sell. These were my tools. I just wanted to get some money for them, uh, for my family. And you could see just how broken he is. Yeah. And so later on in through the story, he, of course, he comes, stumbles upon Jesus and the apostles and he's coming and everyone backs up and he's, he is just crying. He's completely hit rock bottom there's no hope because you know back in those days when you had these skin diseases you're unclean they didn't have the right medicine a lot of these were flesh eating bacterias and they they didn't know how to deal with it they're like you we have to cast you out we you can't be amongst anyone else so he comes to jesus and he says you of all people can heal me you you can do it you have the power because he heard about jesus um, at the wedding feast and he heard about Jesus, you know, uh, through his you know stories. He, people were telling him, so he he comes and Jesus heals him, and it's a very powerful moment. It's just it, the the series gave a a beautiful imagery to just how broken this guy was, and then when he came to Jesus, Jesus healed him physically, but also healed his soul. Yeah, and and that that's a you know kind of correlating with us today. You know, how does this, how does leprosy, you know, affect us, affect us today? That's the key is healing of the soul. I think so many people, like you said, are they're walking around with some kind of disease that's eating at them. So yeah. many people who are maybe angry, um, dealing with that pent up inside of them and are literally broken and they just need to let go. And that's, that's hard. That takes a leap of faith. That takes a surrender. Uh, for us to do so that if you haven't watched the chosen yet definitely uh take a look at it that scene is so powerful you can watch it on youtube that 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 scene even from that so yeah and if you're listening it will be in our show notes for today's episode so definitely go and take a uh, chance to watch that it is a very moving scene you know and the thing about the i think one of the major differences between the physical leprosy and the spiritual leprosy is often the physical or the spiritual leprosy is like hidden right and and we're mm. very good at even hiding it from ourselves no i am not i'm not angry or i'm not upset or i'm not you know hurting um you know we try to we fill it we cover it up like that man he was covering it up trying to hide it so we hide it from ourselves no i'm not i don't need this healing i don't need jesus i what i need is you know uh, a good time with the guys or, you know, go and see my girlfriends, which can be a good thing, but also could be us trying to run away from who we really need to talk to, right? Mm -hmm. And the divine physician. 
Um, and it doesn't have to just be, you know, I, I talked a few moments ago a lot on like this anger that seems to be around. It doesn't have to be just anger. You know, it could be the sin of pride, you know, this sin of pride, which just starts to eat at us and makes us, um, lie to ourselves. It could be the sin of gluttony where we are, you know, imbibing some, something, it could be anything, it could be alcohol, it could be food, it could be, like we were saying in our um, Lenten journey, it could be uh, imbibing some sort of um, s- watching something on TV, you know, something stupid, something ridiculous, and it could just start eating away at us to the point where we don't even realize it, but we're almost like shells of our former selves, right? We're missing mm-hmm. a huge aspect of our former selves. And so we need that healing, we need to be made clean. And, you know, really the only way that we can be made clean is by returning to the high priest, you know, just like Mm -hmm. the Jewish people. You know, we hear in um, Leviticus specifically, again, uh, Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron saying, when a man is of the skin is, when a man has on the skin of his body, a swelling or a scab or a bright spot, and it becomes an infection of leprosy on the skin of his body, then he shall be brought to Aaron, the priest or to one of his sons, the priests. And if he is a leprous man, he is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean. His infection is on his head. Um, And so then how is it that we are healed of it? Well, we hear that they have to, once again, as Jesus says in the gospel, that you have to go and show yourself to the priest and offer for the cleansing what Moses prescribed, and that will be proof. And so now we don't follow the law of Moses in its entirety. Like we are, uh, we are Catholic people, so there are certain laws of Moses that we don't follow. But what is it that we go back and give to our Lord when we are cleansed of this? Well, it's it's our dedication, it's our hearts, it's our um, following along to God. But you know, we have to first recognize that this sin is a disease and it's not just because it's gross um, or not just because it makes us unclean, but it because it forces us to be separate from the community. I think that's something else too about um, spiritual leprosy that's important to pay attention to is it's, it's going to separate us from our loved ones. You know, if we go back to that image of anger or hatred, you know, our loved ones aren't going to be wanting to be around us, right? I don't know of a single person that is utterly angry, just so angry that people want to be around them. You know, most of the time, if someone is that angry, I'm pretty sure everybody kind of wants to like pull away and that it's sad and it's hard. Yeah, I I think, you know, C.S. Lewis said, heaven starts on earth and so does hell. Yeah. And so that concept of, somebody who is dealing with that spiritual leprosy, they are affecting other people. They're, I mean, it's clear. I mean, people are like, oh, you know, I have a drug problem. It's, it's my problem. No, it's it's affecting your loved ones, people who care about you. Um, I've worked with many youth o- over the years who had, you know, addictions and stuff like that. And it does, you can try to hide it, but it eventually comes out and it hurts other people. And that, that's interesting. That's a good correlation between the physical leprosy and also the spiritual. I like what the, the gospel says. So a man doesn't ask to be healed. He asks to be made clean. Yeah. And so that surrender, understanding that he wants total surrender. I need yeah. clean. You're the only one can do it. Uh, go to the priest. Go to Jesus. And he will heal you. He'll make you clean. 
And this is this is important for us as Catholics too. If we're struggling with a vice, yeah, and we're struggling with something that's taking over, we need to seek out the sacrament of reconciliation. And going there gives us. I mean, there have been times with certain sins that you continue to need that grace over and over to to beat these really bad vices. Uh, virtues, you know, help us overcome the vices in our lives. And first thing you do, you have to ha- acknowledge what is it. You have to name it. You have to say, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm suffering with so that you can cure it. And the priests are there to help guide you. You know, Father Andy, you've helped many people sure, in yeah. the confessional. And so you're the doctor of the soul. You're there to help them, you know, conquer that cancer, that cancer yeah. of sin. So that's important that we, you know, in our today's culture. So, I mean, there's so many people like get so angry about yeah. like, politics and yeah. I'm right. I'm more right than you. Yes. And they're building, they're building up these, um, these, this leprosy in amongst them and amongst their community amongst their, and it's getting to a point where we're having a hard time communicating with people and it's literally separating people from their community. I'm going to, I'm going to unfriend my grandma. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so if the, if that's, you know, we got to put a mirror up and say, what's going on? And Lent's a great time to do that. Lent's oh, yeah. a great time to kind of do a little check. And, okay, stop where you are. Well, first of all, we're running through life. So slowing down, walking, stopping sometime during this Lent. Okay, where am I right now? A little little, little check. You do a little physical uh, on your on your spiritual body here. Okay, where did I come from? And then where am I going? So that, that Lent provides that opportunity for us. We have, you know, so many opportunities for the sacrament of reconciliation. So name that, you know, that leprosy that plagues you. Then after, then seek the help, seek the 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 spiritual help. Go after that healing and surrender. I mean, that's the that's the best advice yeah. I would give to somebody who's dealing yeah. with that. Yeah, and you know, I want to uh, two things I was thinking about. Number one is that. What, like you said, that whole aspect of naming it, right? Like, so when we're talking about evil, because when there are some people in the world that want to ignore evil, want to say, oh, evil doesn't exist, or or those kinds of things. Well, I'm I'm sorry to say, evil does exist. It it is out there, it is um, amongst us. But, 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 we have power over evil because of the name of Jesus Christ. And so, um, like you said, naming it, name what vice it is that you are stuck on, name what evil is around you, you know, name it, put a name to it and, and recognize it and then get away from it. Whatever you have to do, you know, often when someone's in confession and, um, they keep saying, well, I keep falling into this sin or something is there and I just don't know what it is or how to deal with it. Often I'm saying them, you know, this is an evil thing. This is something evil around you. And most of the time people agree. Yeah, I feel it. This is not good. This is not something positive. And so let's name it. Let's name it for what it is. Bad. It's bad and we need to remove it and we need to get rid of it. Because once we recognize that, you know what? No, that is bad. That is not something I want. That is evil in my midst. And that's when we can start to to work on it, I think. And that's the whole, I think, the whole power of deliverance prayers and, um, you know, having deliverance ministry where we can work as Christian people because we have, in the name of Jesus Christ, we have the authority and the power to, um, you know, expunge these evils and these things around us. Uh, I often go back to the passage when the 
disciples uh, were alone because Christ was up on the mountain praying and he comes back down and they said, Lord, we tried everything. We can't get this out of this person. And what does he say? He doesn't scold them. He doesn't really give them a hard time. What he says is, ah, this one, this one takes prayer. And so, you know, taking that moment um, of prayer and really focusing on it, naming for it for what it is, something that is going to require prayer, something that is evil, and then actually following through and doing what Christ commanded. Um, the, other, the, the other really interesting thing I was thinking about today was um, I had listened to Catholic radio station. It was Sirius XM. I don't remember what show it was, but there was someone talking about... Um, the fact that we are seeing uh, smaller and smaller populations in our churches. And, um, but the, the other thought is with all of this, with COVID, of course, uh, we had an opportunity starting last March to slow down and really take perspective of what's important. And as we see these smaller communities in our churches, yes, I hope that um, those who are you know watching online, it's due to the fact uh, that they are in a state where they really can't come to church because um, it's not safe for them. And I understand that. And I'm not saying that, you know, go out of your way to make yourself or anyone else unsafe to come to church in these times. But what I do wonder is we were supposed to take the time to you know, at least I hope, and I think I did, and I think a lot of people did, take the time to realize what's most important in our lives, especially during COVID. And so with recognizing what's most important in our lives, I would hope and pray that we would recognize that God is most important in our lives. And so having recognized that God is most important, I would pray that everybody would come back to church at some point, that we would see our churches full again and, um, you know, to overflowing. Uh, but I just wonder if this spiritual leprosy of, you know, either anger towards the church because uh, the church didn't do enough to prevent, to protect people from COVID, or maybe someone thinks that the church did too much, that spiritual leprosy of not trusting in the Lord, almost like a, um, a thought of like that we as the people are better than the church in some sense. You know, I had a, a great, great uncle who was a redemptress priest. And one thing that he used to always say to my grandmother is don't be holier than the church. Now, obviously like we, we are called to be holy, but the point is, is that Holy Mother Church has a reason and a purpose for her actions. And so to trust in God and trust in what the church has asked of us and to not try to make ourselves out to be better than the church or better than someone else in the church um, and truly trusting in Christ in these moments. So I really hope that um, we have taken this this last year, which has seemed like an eternal Lent, um, to really recognize what's important. And I think there are a lot of people that have recognized that their faith is important, but I hope that... Um, even now that more people would recognize that faith is important. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So kind of uh, go back to your original thought, yeah. thought there, the first part, uh, the devil, the devil is cunning. Yes. So when, when he presents things to us, he presents things as, as a, you know, here, this looks good. Yeah. And so, you know, the, 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 the Hollywood, uh, like he's going to scare you and no, 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 no. He's very cunning. 
He prowls around like a lion, right? That's what yeah. scripture tells us. So he'll make sin. He'll make this this uh, vice that you're you're struggling with. And just like the angels and God watches us, he watches us too. He knows our weaknesses. Yes. And so that's where he enters in and, and he wants to infect us with sin. And he knows that we'll, you know, we're weak. But like Father Andy said, that we, we have Jesus. Jesus is more powerful than the devil. And that's why we need to seek Jesus out to overcome that um that vice. Father Andy, with your second thought there, I um I agree. I think that uh, you know, just like leprosy casts us out of the community, um, Eucharist brings us back in community. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the that's the answer to the spiritual leprosy is to be back in communion. Yes. Get the house, get the house clean, get things back on track here. You know, I we had the men's conference this past week. And right. There was this guy there that, you know, I know very well. And he was like, it's so good to be back in church. And he's like, oh, we've been watching at home. But and he came back on Sunday with his whole family. Good. And I was like, it's good to see you. And I think so many people are missing that communion. And he, he said, I miss the Eucharist so much. And I think that's, you know, we have to provide those opportunities as a church to make sure people come back. Um, you know, I use it with the sacraments. Uh, you know, I told my uh, parent meeting with the first reconciliation this past week. I said, uh, you know, when we when our kids make that sacrament, it's our job as parents to renew our appreciation and love for that sacrament as well, to journey with them. And so if it's been a while since you've been to confession, come back, you know, make a confession. So, you know, that those opportunities for families to come back, I think the church needs to do a good job of presenting them and offering them. I think people will come back. I've I've been I've been seeing a lot of uh, movement. Yes, and like I said, yeah, I, I I think they miss the communion. They they want to be back with the people. It's interesting, you know, the um, when Jesus healed the leper, the leper returned back to his family. Yes, and then Jesus had to remove himself from the community because people were droving to him. I mean, it's much like the, um, you know, the the two turtle doves in the time of Moses, as you know, they were sacrificed. Uh, Jesus took this sin upon him yes, and, and allowed love to conquer. So I think that's the key here with us is come back in that communion, get rid of that sin, give that to Jesus, say, I need help with this, surrender, and I think we'll see good results from that, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree with you. I, I'm um, utterly astonished uh, at how full our masses are getting. And it's just week after week, um, thanks be to God, less and less people are watching online and more and more people are coming and being in our pews. And I pray that, um, and I, you know, in this moment, you know, we all pray, I think especially, but we pray that no one else would catch this, this evil illness and let's call it for what it is. It's evil. And, um, let's pray that no one else gets it, but I am so glad to see people coming back into our churches and so glad to see, um, that there are more people interested in, uh, you know, thank you, Jesse, to all the work that you've done for our podcast. But I'm also thinking like, there's a lot of people that are randomly picking up podcasts. You know, the fact that Father Mike Schmidt's uh, podcast, like you were saying, uh, on the Bible, like that went, didn't that like go number, number one. one within the number first one. few days? 20, 20 million downloads. That's amazing. Like that is absolutely amazing. And that's God's word making this podcast not just number one for scripture but the number one podcast and that's awesome so we're putting christ's name into public 
uh, media. We're putting Christ's name into the world. Just like when I always say at Christmas time how I love um, Charlie Brown Christmas and I pray that, you know, our secular culture never requires us to remove the passage when Linus preaches the gospel, when he proclaims the gospel and says what Christmas is all about, you know, because that is the truth. And so once a year we get scripture proclaimed on, uh, you know, broadcast television. And that's so rare uh, not just broadcast, but you get your local television channels. And so, you know, we pray that that continues. And so having that podcast, um, hopefully, you know, the little work that we're doing and the great work that Father Mike Schmitz is doing and Father Larry Richards and every other priest that's out there doing the work like this, that um, we continue to be that opportunity for people who, if you have a spiritual leprosy in your life, to recognize that there is an opportunity to turn back to Christ, to set your heart on, on fire for him again and to seek after his mercy so that we don't have to walk about crying unclean, unclean, but rather that we have been made worthy by his sacrifice. So. Amen. Well said. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for all the hard work that you did. Uh, for all those listening, Jesse's the one that did all the work for this. Cause once again, I'm, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so grateful. I, I am so grateful for everybody on this team. You know, uh, Jesse and uh, Vince and uh, AJ and Brother Barnabas. And I'm uh, honestly just so glad to have you all here. And thank you to our listeners as always. Uh, if you are listening for the first time, welcome. If you are listening for the hundredth time, welcome back. And please continue to do your best to help us in this journey. Share us, like us on social media. Jesse is doing some great work over on Facebook. Um, follow us wherever you can. And please do, uh, do me a favor this Lent. Do me a favor and tell one person about this podcast. I would appreciate it. I know Vince would. Um, and so I ask that you continue to pray for us as we pray for you. Um, so thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Jesse, for being on tonight. Thank you, Father Andy. I really appreciate it. God bless everyone. Uh, get, seek out the sacrament of reconciliation. I'll clean up that. Amen.